All right, should we get to our sexy story this week? Ladies, gentlemen, you cannot unsuck that dick. (laughs) It was hot. It was really quite something. (laughs) Do you like when someone else makes me moan? Do not show up looking like you slept in your clothes. In your car. There is nothing sexier than getting railed by two dudes at the same time. I'll just say that. sexual frustration is a real thing and I'm going to talk about how it manifested itself in my bedroom with one of my play partners very shortly but first we want to say thank you to Cassidy.com for sponsoring this episode of Front Porch Swingers. If you are looking to meet cool people and you want to take all of the stress and headache out of it Cassidy is the place to go and I say that because there's a lot of sites out there whether they're free or they're antiquated that make it so difficult to just connect with people. If you want to use a streamlined and modern and clean system, Cassidy is the place to go. And right now, you can do it free for an entire month, which is a huge benefit. You can check it out for yourself risk-free for a month. All you have to do is go to our website, frontporchswingers.com, and click on the Cassidy banner at the bottom of the homepage. Again, that's frontporchswingers.com. Click on the Cassidy banner. You can try it out, see who's in your area, start reaching out to people, even see the events that are happening in your area. We hope you love Cassidy.com as much as we do. So we've had kind of an interesting week. It's been very vanilla for the most part, which is interesting. Yeah. Real vanilla. It's that, I don't know. Yes. From the perspective of whether uh, we were playing with other people or that kind of thing has been vanilla for sure. But Going to burlesque. We're doing that tonight. It's going to see some burlesque. Oh, I'm so excited. We're doing horror burlesque tonight, which yeah. not horror burlesque, horror, horror yeah. Horror burlesque. <laughs> uh, yeah. But it, so, you know, we've done. Horror burlesque would be great too. I'm just throwing that out there. I would not shit on that at all, but I don't think anywhere is doing horror burlesque. <laughs> not that I'm aware. Although the place we walked past last night, we went to listen to our friend's band play. I'm not quite sure what was going on in that theater, but it wasn't the norm. I think it was kind of kinky. I saw a sign up that had like handcuffs and shit on it. Well, there was definitely some shibari going on. They had oh, a, I didn't even see that. Yeah, that was happening in there. It was a big, big theater uh, in the arts district that, in an area that we frequent and never really noticed the theater before. I love that part of Vegas. It definitely feels like the naughty part of Vegas. because well, you have, that like, section the, is. Yeah, you have the Burlesque Hall of Fame. You have yeah. a gay bar right there that does these amazing drag shows. Brunches. You have uh, also a bar that does burlesque shows yeah. on Sunday mornings of all things. So, yeah. I mean, it's kind of the naughty kind of more gritty part of Vegas, which I love. Yeah, for sure. And it's uh, an area that we frequent, but again, did not ever see the doors of the theater open. And yesterday we did because they had this thing going on that was clearly Halloween in theme, but it was also kink for sure. I mean, there was Shibari. There was a a St. Andrew's Cross. I saw it inside the building. You didn't even tell me that. I had no idea. Well, I was trying not to be a total fucking creeper staring inside the door. There was people, they were like kind of taking pictures and stuff and, you know. I don't I think they would have. I mean, the door was open for a reason. We could have yeah. popped our heads in and just asked what was going on. Yeah, I just. I didn't I, realize. Yeah. I saw a sign that had like pink handcuffs, and I was like, okay, so it maybe is not super kinky, but it's kinky esque. There was something happening in there, so yeah, we have to check that out. We were kind of like lifestyle adjacent. We're on the periphery this week, but nothing. I had a, a, a date planned, but I had to back out of that because of our schedule. Well, and then I had a date cancel on me. And I want to talk about that for a second, because I want to know from your perspective, I think I am overly sensitive to when people cancel on me or... Oh, we're talking... Oh, I know who you're talking about. Okay. Okay. So we don't have to talk about that, that specific situation, but what do you think are acceptable reasons to cancel a play date? Well, but that isn't... But that particular situation is important. In my opinion, because okay. that's not one of us. That's not a situation where that should have been a cancellation on his part. He canceled. Okay, I I completely agree, but yeah. I want to know, like, from your perspective, if someone cancels on you and provides a reason for the cancellation, what is acceptable and what just makes you an asshole? Well, man, there are so many factors. I guess first of all, what is the relationship between myself and that person? Right. Right. That's number one. How so? In this particular case, this is someone that you play with regularly. Right. This is a friend. This isn't a person that you don't know. Or yeah, that's, it's not some random dude. This right. is like a legit fuck buddy friend. Yes. Right. This is someone that we know. So there's a different set of standards, right? There's a different set of acceptable standards. You think higher standards because Much they're a play so. partner? Interesting. Much more so. Okay. Yes. I don't expect a stranger with whom I have no rapport, no history with, no real friendship with 
to give too much of a fuck whether or not they're fucking up my day. See, I see it from the complete opposite perspective, I which don't. is my friends, I tend to give give a lot more leeway and I tend to be a lot more understanding than I would with somebody who's completely new. If you're a new guy and I don't have any sort of rapport with you and I don't have any sort of empathy for your situation and you call and cancel on me, it almost doesn't matter the reason. Like unless it's your kid, you know, you have something serious going on with a child or you're in the fucking hospital or something. I'm I'm not giving leeway on that. You will not see me a second time. Well, see, that's just it. I don't expect anything from people I don't know. People who aren't friends, I have zero expectation of you behaving properly. Right, so but I'm I never hold, surprised. I hold them to a significantly higher standard because they've never shown me to be like legit cool fucking people. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I know what you're saying, but I don't see it that way. Okay. Um, in this particular case, the the guy that canceled on you, the the reason was complete horseshit. It was just total horseshit. I don't buy it. I not that I don't think it was true. I believe it was true. I just think that it was a terrible fucking decision on his part because it, it in the scheme of things, the reason he didn't make it was stupid. It, it was it was so ridiculous. That it's almost like man, I I find it hard to believe that you would risk fucking up this relationship over this. And the fact that he was so cavalier about being honest with you because I believe he was honest and telling you. It's like, oh, you don't value this friendship at all. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so you you definitely don't care. It definitely hurt my feelings because, I mean, for me, there are certain acceptable things that you have to cancel for. And if I'm playing with you regularly, I trust that you're telling me the truth about why you have to cancel, right? right. I'm assuming you're not feeding me bullshit. So I have a friend, actually, the guy we're going to talk about today, Cade. He is a single father. He has a, you know, kid in middle school. And there are times where we have made plans and he's had to break them because he has a sick kid or because he can't find child. Childcare, yes. And it's like, okay, of course your kid has to come first. Yes, but he also made that clear the day you met him. That's hey, so true. I have, I am a single dad, yep. so I have the responsibility of this, you know, preteen. Well, he's also the primary caretaker of his son. Right. So, so. there's there are going to be times where my schedule is going to shit the bed, yep. and I might have to cancel because of X, Y, and Z. Cool. We already have the groundwork. Got it. Yeah. And so when it happens, it's like, okay, that's completely understandable. I have to understand that your kid is always going to come first. Of course. I mean, I'm not a parent, but I at least understand that. You know what I mean? Well, listen, the truth is- I'm not a fucking complete cold-hearted bitch. No, but listen, it's no different from when we had a dog before we lost our dog. Uh, She came first. Right. If something happened, and sorry. Yeah, my dog is sick. If I'm at the vet with my dog or something, yeah, yeah, that comes first. It just does. I get it. So no big deal. But he told you that ahead of time. Right. Right. That was already- The groundwork was already laid. That's not what happened here. This was a decision that he made, in my opinion, incredibly selfishly. And here's the bigger problem, because not only does the relationship with that person factor in for me, in other words, how long have I known you? What has our relationship been? It's also, what is your relationship status? And in this case, ours. We had plans, individual plans, because we had dates. Right, you were going to have your own play date. I was going to have my own play date. And not only that, but we also scheduled your play date around my play date. Exactly. So So that's a big deal for us. Yes. So again, this isn't like where you're a single person in this this particular case and him calling this off fucked up your day only. It fucked up my day, the day of my potential play partner. And so that's a fucking problem. And that didn't go into his train of thought. And what's ironic is he's also partnered. That's the part that fucks me off. If he were a single person and he did this, I would go, hmm, he doesn't fucking get it. Got it. He does get it. And that's a much bigger fucking issue for me. Yeah. So all of these factors in totality for me made this an issue. Anything else I could have almost accepted, were he single, were you single, were it a legitimate reason? All of those things were Yeah, for me, the only thing that matters is the reason. It really is. I don't care about longevity of the time we've been playing. I don't care about his relationship dynamic. I don't care about any of that. For me, it's like, if you're going to cancel on me, at least have a legitimate, solid reason. The only reason at this point that I cancel on somebody is because I'm on my period or I'm sick. That is it. I do not cancel on people for any other circumstances. Well, no, because you and I, and and probably something we need to talk about at some point or, or examine, I should say. To a fault, we don't fuck people over. I am not going to cancel on you for whatever stupid fucking reason. Right. And you and I will do that to our own detriment, right? 
like something will happen, like something we have to attend to for some reason or whatever pops up. We are far more likely to push off something that could affect us you know, like professionally, for example, rather than cancel on somebody. Well, or even personally, there have been times where, listen, we don't fight that often, but when we do fight and we have a, a bickering match or something like that, I'm not in the mood to fuck somebody else right after that. Right. But in my mind, it's like, well, it's not their fault that you and I aren't getting along perfectly. Right. So I'm not going to fuck up their good time. So I go forward with it anyway. And it doesn't have the same, obviously, the same impact on you and I as it would if you and I were feeling good about or even on you and them oh 100 percent. i'm sure that they can sense it and maybe that's part of the conversation too it's like do you actually reach out to that person and say hey just so you know i don't want to totally fuck you off but like you know brian and i aren't really getting along that great right now does it really make sense for us to play and like almost put the ball in their court i don't know there's so many complexities to that no because then you're putting the onus of responsibility on them and then they're gonna feel bad that is very true i wouldn't no that's not ever something but where do you draw that line do you see what i'm saying it's not a black and white issue it is very gray it, well, it is. And like I said, something we probably need to figure out because you and I are very quick to, to do that for other people. We're far more concerned about other people's feelings and situations than we are for our own a lot of times. Not even when it's something going on between you and I. It could be anything. If we weigh it against something we're doing or want to do or need to do, it's like, well, fuck, I can't blow them off. Well, I remember very specifically when we were on the road, you and I kind of had a little bit of a a blowout fight, honestly. And I went forward with a play session that night anyway. And the guy kept asking me over and over again, like, is everything okay? You seem kind of off tonight. And that's when I realized I'm not doing him any service. No. I'm completely doing him a disservice by continuing to go forward with this. Yeah, absolutely. And those are the, the, those are the things that have to be addressed, right? Yeah. So in a situation like that, were this guy to come to you and go, hey, today's been a shit day, had a real fucking issue at work or whatever the case may be. I am not in the right headspace for this. I'm not going to be great company. I've done that before. Right. I am not going to be awesome company. I'm going to remove myself from this situation. Or let's go out and have a drink or something rather than fucking because I know that that's going to be a a much better situation for us to connect versus me trying to act like everything's fucking peaches and cream while I'm sticking my dick inside of you. Yeah. yeah, And again, you don't want to put the responsibility on them. It's not their fucking fault. It's not their issue. But I would absolutely go forward with meeting someone and put myself at an inconvenience. Yeah. That's I don't know. I mean, again, it's just a very complicated, complex issue and conversation to be having. And I, I want to give this person grace. I think he's an amazing man. I am not shitting on him for one situation. I'm not I'm not the type that's going to just like immediately write somebody off because they did something that hurt my feelings a little bit. But it is something I want to think about more in the future. I do want to have legitimate, ongoing play partner dynamics with people that really respect my time. Well, that's what it is. This isn't a hurt feelings thing. That's not... For me, well, my feelings were hurt. Yes, but... but for me, that's not the biggest issue. Right. The biggest issue is you fucked up a schedule for us and another person because you were more concerned about this other thing, which, in my opinion, was fucking. Cr- I would never have. I personally would never do it. So I, I don't understand it, and I, I I won't ever understand it. But you didn't take us into consideration. That's a fucking problem for me because now I have to look at you differently. Right. I, so when you next time you come to me. And you say, hey, I'm thinking about setting up a time with this person. I'm going to seriously think about, well, how is this going to fuck up my day? And am I willing to allow him to do that? Yeah. That, that's just how it goes. And it, it's and unfortunate. And I think that's fair. I think that's it, it 100% fair. Yeah, it has to be. Because I now can't trust him 100% to do the right thing, in my opinion. What is, in my opinion, the right thing? Because now I have to worry that he's going to fuck up my plans again. Right. So it's going to be like, well, listen... Maybe t- maybe today's not the best day because I have this planned kind of thing. You know what I mean? I'm I'm gonna have to think about that. Yeah. And that's listen, it's a problem for him, not me. I, I get I, it. You made a decision. I hope it worked out well for you. Uh, but for me personally, I look at it differently. Well, we also have some very fun things on the horizon that I want to talk about right now. For example, I am going to finally hang out with a couple. I did get to meet them on the first night of Podbash. They came with us to the Palomino and I got to meet them in person and they're both so fucking cute and just attractive and fun people. And I think this week is going to be like our first legit date. Yeah, I remember meeting them at the Palomino. They were very, very cool. She was very sweet. Uh, I didn't get a chance to talk to them a lot because there was a lot going on that night. But yeah, that'll be interesting. It's the first time you will have gone out with a couple in a while. Well, it'll be the first time ever 
in our entire lifestyle journey that I am the one going on a quote unquote date with a couple when they're not already friends of ours. In other words, like I've been out with couples before, but they're always people that we've met together and we've developed friendships with together. This is the first time ever that I'm going out by myself with a couple that we don't already have an established connection with as friends. Nope, I don't think so. You met that couple in Miami. Oh, I forgot about... That was so long ago. Okay, yep. so the second time ever. You're yep. right. You were in Miami. That yeah. was so long ago. That was like when I was still working in corporate America because yeah, I was on were. a work trip. Yeah, we both were. You were in Miami for a convention and that's when you met them. Yes, yeah, I completely forgot about that. That couple was hot too. <laughs> I didn't stay in contact with them. I wish I would have. Yep. No, I remember that. Yeah, so, so it'll be the second time ever in yeah, six years. That was a long years. time ago. Yeah, yeah. and that was probably what, at least four years ago. Every bit of it. Yeah. Yeah, every bit of it. Well, they're very nice. I, I'm curious to see how that goes. So we have to figure out plans because I I have potential plans with one of my semi-regular play partner and because I the had a beautiful to, redhead yes and because I had to adjust plans last week with Jade she wants to see me next week as well well that you'll be busy well we also have plans to meet friends that are coming in from out of town well we also have the real hot wives of Las Vegas on Thursday so yes. we have that Thursday night then Friday we have friends flying into town. I don't want to say who they are because we haven't asked permission, no, but they no. are they are fellow public figures in the lifestyle realm. We'll just say that. Yeah, and we have met them before at, at events and they're super fucking lovely people. Oh, and they're so fucking hot. Both of them are so hot. Oh yeah, my God. He is like the type of guy couple. that I just, I mean, I'm going to fucking drool over him. I better not be a creeper. Yeah, try not to do that. <laughs> Get myself put together before we actually meet them because he's just so fucking beautiful. And she's this cute, tiny little thing. And I just love them. They're such nice people yeah so. we'll get a chance to spend a little bit more time getting to know them then i think we're going to playhouse friday night with them are we not Is we are the and then bright and early saturday morning i am leaving for la yes i am going with a friend for a birthday trip his birthday this is just a friend but somebody i love spending time with and he very graciously invited me to a little birthday shindig in uh, LA. So we're going to go to some cool restaurants. We're staying at an amazing hotel. And then on Sunday, we are going to the NFL game, the Rams-Steelers game. Yes. And so, yeah, it'll just be a really interesting experience because you and I are spending two nights apart. Yeah. And, you know, I don't, I mean, it's going to be just a, I, I can't remember the last time we spent two nights apart unless it was me working. Uh, or you working? No, well, or you going to visit family? Oh yeah, I guess so. Going back to Montana. Yeah, I, it's different times when I it's go. social. You know what I mean? When I'm with my family, it feels like I'm home, so it's a different yeah. situation. This is like going. You know, I mean, obviously, I love LA. I've been there before, but this is definitely out of my comfort zone. Going with somebody else out of town. Yeah, two nights away from you. That's kind of a big deal. Yeah, and of course, you went to visit your friend in California. That's, you know, that was a two day thing. That was, no, that was like 24 hours. Yeah, pretty quick. Yeah. Yeah, pretty quick. That was a quick trip. This is like legit two and a half days. Yeah. So it'll be fun. We'll see. I have a lot of work to do anyway. Most of it for me is going to be spent in this fucking studio getting it together, preparing for video. So I have a lot to do. Yeah. Stay tuned, you guys. We have some really big plans for the podcast and other things. So we're excited to tell you about that. Yeah. I am. So I will be busy here for sure. At least I'll be preoccupied. Uh, But this week, this week is fucking crazy. I, um, I really just, it just occurred to me. There are no free days, essentially. No. There are, we have no free days. Like nothing no. else could possibly come up. And then the weekend after, we're heading to Denver for the real Hot Wife or for Hot Wife Halloween. Yes, absolutely. Super fucking pumped for that. Hot Wife Halloween in the Denver area. I cannot fucking wait. Of course, I have to get a costume together. I don't know what that looks like yet. Oh, my costume's going to be out. badass. I'm so excited. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do. I have no idea. I want to keep it simple because, you know, I hate that like intricate shit and it's also i get annoyed with it it won't last all night that's for sure so i gotta figure it out i don't know what the fuck to do i'll come up with something so single guy tip of the week this week you and i talk a lot about like for example when you're playing as a solo playing dude and the couples have this level of entitlement and you know certain uh requirements that they ask of you that are just kind of silly And I want to talk about the flip side of that, because I think that there are probably some single men out there that either one of two things is happening. Either they are completely brand new to the space and they do not understand where their place is in the lifestyle or they are fucking arrogant assholes, but they are not willing to do anything to acquiesce to make the other person more comfortable. And I think that that's a huge issue, too. So while I understand, you know, we talk all this time about this bullshit hierarchy in the space and, you know, couples treating men despicably. And I 1000% agree with that. I also think that single men and solo playing men need to understand that there are certain concessions that can be made that are no skin off their own fucking back, but just make the person or the 
couple feel significantly more comfortable. So here's an example. This guy reaches out on Cassidy a few weeks ago. And we sent some messages back and forth. He wasn't necessarily my type, but he was very eloquent. His bio was very well written. It was very clear he was intelligent and I thought witty and interesting. So I was like, you know what? I'll give it a shot. And so he's like, hey, if you want to send me your phone number so we can continue to text, I'd love that. And I wrote back and said, I don't provide my phone number unless I've met you in person. I've had too many situations where guys are fucking weird or, you know, they look up my number and search my last name and I don't need any of that. So if you want to contact me, here's my telegram. And he reaches back out. I'm 50 years old. I don't play any of these little kid games. And I'm certainly not going to download a specific app just to talk to you. So bye. Best of luck with everything. It's like, really? It would take you 15 seconds to download this app to make me feel more comfortable. It's absolutely no skin off your back to have it on your fucking phone. So why on earth is that such a big fucking deal to you? That's simply a question of a guy wanting what he wants when he wants it. I mean, that's really all it is. He wanted to call all the shots and that's fucking bullshit. Like, listen, that's not how this space works. You are not the one that is going to dictate how every single thing happens in this situation. If you're looking for that, you're probably in the wrong fucking space because I can't think of a single hot wife I know that is just going to acquiesce to everything a single or solo playing dude wants. That's not going to happen. Well, again, it it comes from a place of control for sure. Somebody who's obviously likely not experienced in this space at all. And, you know, what's interesting when you talk about uh, people who are in the lifestyle, particularly those that are relatively new, you can tell by their behavior that it's an extension of how they are in the vanilla world. In other words, this guy probably has had a number of relationships that have failed due to probably the exact same type of behavior. You know what I mean? Yeah. And couples are the same way. Couples that reach out to me with the most insane shit, I, I just know instinctively, like, they don't have a lot of friends. Like, they don't have vanilla friends. <laughs> they don't have a lot of social life. Right. Yet. Their social life is now predicated <laughs> on the lifestyle, and they probably entered into it because they had a terrible time making friends in the vanilla world. Honestly, it, it, because there's no way. Or they're the people that don't have any friends in vanilla life, and because they don't have any friends, they're the type that say things like, we're not in the lifestyle to make friends. Right. We're here for sex we don't need friends out of the lifestyle it's like yeah but are you saying that because you can't make friends <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah absolutely it is and, and so you could tell it's obvious it's like okay you have a difficult time getting along with people and that's why you behave this way well and i also think that there's a respectful way like if that is truly a boundary for you i don't understand that boundary but if that's your boundary there's a respectful way to communicate that hey I am not super into all of the texting apps and all of the other things. That is not my bag. I prefer text for X, Y, and Z reason. If you and I are not compatible in that way, that's totally okay. We'll just walk our separate ways. But to be a fucking asshole about it and like, I don't play these childish fucking games and like acting like I'm an asshole because I don't want to give you personal information, go fuck yourself. Well, there's a couple of things that play there, obviously. One, as I said, it's a control piece. He wants to be in full control of how this thing goes, which is ironic considering you're, first of all, not a single person, you're partnered. And the idea that he also doesn't want to consider your safety, you know, your feeling safe is another issue, right? I don't want you hanging out with a guy like that anyway. Right. So that that's a fucking problem for me. Also, I get it. You're 50. Well, I'm 53. I know how to use a fucking app. Right. It's, it's not that big a fucking deal. And if you want to be in this space and successful, you better get used to sites, apps, all that bullshit. Discretionary tools. That's what I call them. If you are not comfortable or willing to use discretionary tools, you are in the wrong fucking space. Because listen, I am the least discretionary person most people are going to fucking meet. I I require very little privacy, obviously. But what I don't want is for people to have my first and last fucking name before I even sit across from them at a table and get to know them. So if you can't understand that, you're really going to struggle in this space. Well, for me, like when it gets to the, in those situations, situations for me when it gets to that point, I don't ever ask anyone to transition into anything. Like if I'm communicating with someone on Cassidy, for example, if that's where we've met, I don't ever make that initial like, hey, do you want to start texting or that kind of thing? I let them do that. And when they do that, of course, I let let them decide if it's an app or if it's a cell phone. Now, what I do tell them if they say, hey, do you mind if we go to Telegram or Kick? Kick, I won't use. It's crap. So I, I will typically say, yeah, I would prefer. Oh, I fucking hate I, Kick. Pre- what a garbage it. fucking shit. app. So I will typically say I prefer an app like Telegram. It's you know more user friendly and it's it's more stable, that kind of thing. I will, however, tell them 
I do not have notifications on my phone other than a text message. So if we go to Telegram, which I'm totally cool with, do understand that I will likely not respond within a minute or two. I don't I don't have that set up that way. I want to set that standard because I don't want them to expect me to get right back to them. I never No, do. I think that's a super mature way to handle yeah. that situation. So, And I'm totally fine with it. If you want to chat on Telegram, I'm good with that. If you want to exchange phone numbers... It depends on what the conversation is like for me. I, it's not the norm for me, obviously, right away. But uh, well, yeah, I but do, also do know your first and last name are attached to your phone number. Of course, absolutely. So, yeah. I mean, just handing that out to complete strangers on the internet seems like a really bad fucking plan. Well, and also for this guy in particular, right? You talk about taking liberties, wanting just to get your phone number right away. Here's the interesting thing. You and I, again, are different. We're unique in a unique space because (laughs) we completely operate this way autonomously. You're chatting with people. I'm chatting with people. We don't have the group chat thing. Listen, just for future reference, anybody who thinks you're going to group chat with us, take me out of it. I fucking (laughs) hate it. I do not need my cell phone going off every 30 fucking seconds because you're communicating with. So I don't fucking hate it. I fucking hate it. I literally turn my phone off. I will not carry it. I don't deal with group chats well. So if that's the case, keep me out of it. Don't feel like you have to group chat me. But for example, the couple that I just met that we talked about that there was that pod bash and I had the opportunity to have drinks with them. I am communicating with them through his phone. It was made known to me it was his phone number. Right. And I can tell when it's him texting me or her texting me because they make that clear. Right. So there's a couple who make it understood that they're communicating together vis-a-vis his cell phone. Right. Totally fine with that. Yeah. I don't need three fucking numbers going around. It's too much for me. <laughs> so I, I totally appreciate them doing that. Well, but it also shows you that they're a couple that is very like connected and they're yes. not trying to hide anything from each other and right. all of those things. So exactly. I fucking love that. No, it's, it's perfect. And like he sent me a picture of her and she told me he's going to send you a picture. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. So when I'm responding, I know that I'm speaking to both of them. So it helps me verbally, you know, like digitally communicate with them knowing who I'm talking to and, and what I need to say and should say. So it's really nice. And I like that. But in a situation like ours, these guys don't get it. They don't realize how fortunate they are to even be able to communicate with you individually. Right. You know, it's like, listen, man, you don't even have to go through me. Yeah, you're not trying to gatekeep. You're no. not trying to do any of that shit. No, I don't give a shit. And I don't want to hear from you anyway. <laughs> You know, I don't, my phone goes off enough, dude. I ain't got time for that. Yeah, don't please don't text me to ask if he could text you. I don't need that. Well, we've had people that have reached out to me and are like, hey, if I reach out to Brian, do you want to be included in this? I'm like, for what? No. You're not going to be fucking me. I don't give a fuck. And they'll do the same to me. Do you want? No, I, no, no, no. I know I do not want to be included. Please do not include me. I appreciate me. the respect, but yes. that is just not how we operate. No, and if it's something you and I need to talk about, we will talk about it individually. I don't need to see the fucking text message. Right. You know, chances are, most of the time, I have to have you read my text messages because I can't fucking read them anyway. So, you know. <laughs> well, I definitely, when you're typing things out sometimes, I'll like look over your shoulder and I'm like, you totally fucked up that entire yeah, sentence. because I right do now. it really fast. So I edit your grammar and your spelling, yeah. but that's it. Other than that, you do your fucking thing, man. I'm not trying to control your text messages. Or sometimes I'll get a message and I'll say, how do I respond to this? <laughs> right. <laughs> and you just send the message back. So look, you don't have to send it to us in a group. We see it anyway. Right. Most of the time. But I guess my entire point of this single guy tip is like just understand that there are certain safety protocols certain comfortability standards that need to be considered and don't just think about what you want okay i understand you don't want to download another app you don't want to have to set up another profile i get that but at the same time if you truly believe that you and i are a match and you want to play with me there are certain things that you should do and go out of your way for that are just going to make me feel better about the situation it doesn't i mean that's not a negative thing to just like be a gentleman and be willing to do things that maybe you wouldn't normally do no absolutely not. and if i'm not worth it that's okay too but don't be a fucking asshole about it just tell me yeah i'm not going to download telegram best of luck that's all you have to do yeah and listen if well here's here's how i'll end this conversation if having to download an app to communicate with someone in this space especially if you're a single guy listen fucking carefully you're a single guy you download whatever fucking app you are asked to download (laughs) that's what you do Okay. Well, again, is it any skin off your back? No. It takes up a couple of megabytes of fucking storage on your phone. That's no, about it. It's just not that big a deal. And if you're not willing to do that, then this is a waste of time for you. You don't need to be in this space. Right. And if you don't understand why, for example, a gal wants you to communicate with her through something an app or device that she feels safer with, then you also don't be in this space because I'm not going to fuck with you. Right. I want no part of you. 
he doesn't get to hang out with you. It's yeah, just that simple. He just doesn't seem like a very safe or nice person. No. So. And so it's just if you're going to be derailed as a single guy in this space by having to do that, you're wasting everyone's fucking time, including your own. Agreed. Well, someone that doesn't waste my time and someone that kind of allowed me to take out some sexual frustrations on them recently right after Podbash is uh, my friend Cade. And we're going to be talking about my most recent time with him very shortly. I'm very excited to do so because things got pretty kinky. But first, we want to say thank you to the partners of the Front Porch Swingers podcast. This episode of French Porch Swingers is brought to you by our friends at Shameless Care. A lot of being in the lifestyle is about confidence. It's about walking into a room with some swagger in your step, and that can be really difficult to do when you're suffering from erectile dysfunction or when you know that if you're going into brand new situations, you might struggle to keep it up. It is so common, especially in the lifestyle, but thankfully, Shameless Care has you covered and for a more affordable rate than ever before. Right now, all you have to do is go to Shameless care.com and fill out their quick intake form. If accepted, they're going to ship ED medication directly to your door in discreet packaging. That's it. No awkward doctor visits, no co-pays, nothing. And right now for our listeners, it's more affordable than ever before because Shameless Care is offering $30 off their ED medication with the code FPS at checkout. Again, that's shamelesscare.com. Use code FPS at checkout to get $30 off your first month of ED medication shipped directly to your door. This episode of FPS is brought to you by Permescent. We absolutely love Permescent's bedroom wellness products, but did you know that they also sell some of the most high quality and amazing sex toys on the market? I love that Permescent takes all of the guesswork out of it for you. If you go to one of the regular sex toy shops online or even in your own city, it can be really confusing to know what is going to be a good quality product and what is not. All of Permescent's products are luxury items and that's why I love checking out their website. They also sell my absolute favorite sex toy of all time. I've now owned three of them. It's the Magic Wand Cordless. It stays charged for so long. It provides many different intensities and patterns. I freaking love this product, you guys. And did you know that you can also get 10% off of the Magic Wand on Permescent's site, as well as all of their other luxury sex toy items? All you have to do is go to permescent.com FPS. Again, that's promescent, P-R-O-M-E-S-C-E-N-T dot com slash FPS for 10% off of all of their sex toy products, as well as their amazing bedroom wellness products. We are all over the place for the remainder of 2024, and we would love to welcome you to one of our upscale boutique-style Hot Wife events. We are going to be in the Denver area for Hot Wife Halloween on October 28th. Cannot wait for that event. Then, Lone Star State, we are coming your way for our first ever Texas Hot Wife event. We are going to be at Colette Austin on November 10th for the Real Hot Wives of Austin. Cannot wait to host there. What an amazing venue. And then the next month, on December 2nd, a Saturday, by the way, we are heading to one of the most premier lifestyle clubs in the country, Club Pravada in Portland, Oregon. So if you'd like to join us for any of our upcoming Hot Wife events, whether you're a Hot Wife couple, a cuckold couple, a respectful single man, or just somebody who appreciates upscale environments, we welcome you to apply for membership today at members.frontporchswingers.com. You can see all of the information on those events and others while you're there. So I think it's important to provide a little bit of background before I talk about this story because this happened probably about three or four days after Podbash ended. And I'll remind you guys from past episodes that during Podbash, I was pretty out of commission. I had a little bit of a sex injury going on. I probably could have fucked at Podbash, but I just was not feeling 100% right Right. and with all of the people that i was interested in playing with with the exception of maybe one or two they would have been brand new partners to me right Right. so like i always want to put my best foot forward i don't want to be in a situation where i'm like oh you have to go softer my pussy hurts well you don't want to have to pull a ripcord on it because you got to bail out you know like it's just weird that sucks too like hey i'm really enjoying this but you're gonna have to totally pull your cock out i mean i just i never want to be that wet blanket in that way and i understand that i could be like i have the autonomy to to tell people when i'm not feeling good whatever i probably could have played at pod bash but i was just a little nervous about it not feeling 100 percent up to it so i abstained from anything to do with penetrative sex at pod bash but i was surrounded by super fucking hot people for four days yeah it's rough 
And I was making out with all these hot people. I mean, I had some of the hottest makeout sessions at Podbash fucking ever. So, I mean, of course, I'm like getting whatever the female version of Blue Balls is. I know Blue Balls is bullshit, by the way, but I'm just saying it was that like amped up feeling of like, I really want to fuck so, so bad, but I know that I really shouldn't fuck right now. Yeah, it's a question of restraint, really, you know? Yeah. So it was the adult thing. Well, restraint do. is not really my strong suit. No so the shit. Fact, the fact that I was able to do that was, uh, you know, that yeah. was impressive on my part. But anyway, so I did not play a pod bash at all. I didn't play, actually, you and I didn't even play for a couple days after pod bash. No. I think we finally played about three days after pod bash. And I believe this would have been the next day after that that I invited Cade over. And if you guys have listened to past episodes of the podcast, Cade is a single gentleman that I've played with on multiple occasions now. And it's really interesting because I think. I want to say this would have been our fifth time together. And we're kind of slow to start in terms of getting kinky with each other. We've had conversations digitally about kind of amping things up and doing some new things with each other, but we just haven't really fully explored that with each other yet. Right. Um, but the conversations have been very promising <laughs> in that it seems that he's very eager. He's excited by the prospects of it. You know, we've talked about things like choking and hair pulling and slapping and spanking and tit slapping and all of the things that I fucking love. We just haven't really explored that together yet. So this was kind of the perfect storm. Again, pod bash, wanting to fuck a bunch of people, making out with a bunch of people, but not fucking anyone. And then I invite Kate over, who I'm ridiculously attracted to. And we've talked about all this kinky shit. So anyway, he comes over to the house. I already have a piece of lingerie on, a little robe over it and he comes in and we had white claws in the fridge it was like the only thing that we had in the fridge unless I was going to mix something and I really didn't want to have to fucking do that so I opened us each a white claw we sit on the couch together and we're talking and at first it's very friendly catching up asking how his life is going his job his family all that stuff vice versa he's asking about pod bash and I'm literally like mid-sentence talking about pod bash and we fucking just locked eyes with each other in this crazy magnetic way and I just burst out laughing and he's like, what are you laughing at? And I was like, I fucking want you. Well, it's also, it, it speaks to his, uh, well, two things. One, his level of accommodation, uh, the fact that he drank a fucking White Claw because there's no way that's what he wanted. Oh, fuck. No. Well, he's uh, like, do you have a beer or anything? Yeah, I'm like, nope. there's not a chance that guy's drinking fucking White Claw. Do you have a glass of wine? Nope, I have White Claw. He's yeah, because like, okay. if I remember correctly, he drank whiskey the last time we, you guys were together. He's a beer drinker and a so, whiskey drinker. He's yeah. like a man's man. He's not the type that's going to sit and drink a fucking, it was like a Blackberry White Claw. No, because I remember <laughs> saying to you, joking, like, you better really like this guy because he drank my good fucking bourbon. <laughs> so there's no way he wanted a fucking White Claw. Uh, so that, that in and of itself really tells me he enjoys your company because he's willing to put up with that shit well it's even more than that he is the type that is just so fucking like go with the flow whatever happens happens he is not a high strung man he is not somebody that needs to like dictate pace or policy he's just the type that's like happy to be there you right. know what I mean and I fucking love those types of guys yeah. the ones that can just roll with the punches and they don't need to be high maintenance and ah, I fucking love men like that it's my favorite type of guy no he's solid I dig him especially in the bedroom which you'll hear about in just a little bit so anyway, we lock eyes. I'm like, I fucking want you. And he's like, do you want to like finish this conversation? I was like, we can. I was like, do you want to finish our white claws? He's like, not really. <laughs> I was like, so should we just go fuck? So much for the impulse control that I was alluding to earlier. <laughs> Hey, I'm patient to a, to a certain degree. Apparently. Yeah. When I have a hot man with amazing cock sitting right in front of me, I don't care about a fucking white claw. I don't care talking about fucking business shit. I want to get down to business. Take your pants off, man. Yeah, I get it. I got you. <laughs> so anyway, we kind of scurry off into the bedroom. I just strip everything off, basically. Like, I still have my lingerie off, but I pulled the robe off. I had this little, like, bra thing on. I pulled my tits out of it. I was fucking amped up and ready to go because again it was like so much frustration built up over basically a week there was an entire week where i didn't do anything penetrative with you right. with toys with anyone which for me is very unheard of even if i'm on my period like yeah it doesn't stop yeah you and i will play or like i'll play with toys so this was the first time in a long time that an entire week went by where it was like basically nothing right. happening so i was so fucking ready to go <laughs> so anyway we get into the bedroom he leans down, starts kind of kissing me, and I'm like, I really need you to get naked. And he's like, oh, you really want this? I was like, fuck yeah, I do. So he takes off his shirt, revealing this 
fucking amazing body. I know I talk about this every time I play with Cade, but this man is ripped. He looks like a fucking superhero with his shirt off. He's a much more kind of smaller statured man. He's not a big dude, but he has like a 15 pack or a 16 pack. I guess it has to be an even number. <laughs> not necessarily. Weird. No, you can have nah. like one on one side and not on the other. Yeah, everybody's anatomy is different. Whatever. He has a lot of fucking abs is my point. And it looks beautiful. And he's got these just like rippling muscles on his arms and he just looks so good. And I immediately started running my hands up and down like his pecs and his abs and he leans down and starts kissing me again. And this is where things got kind of rough because I actually got a little rough with him first and then he just completely matched my energy, which was so fucking sexy. So for example, I was gripping onto his arm and I kind of dug my nails in on the back of his bicep and he kind of looked down at me and I was like, is that too much? And he's like, no, that's fucking hot. I was like, okay. So then he reaches around. I had a side braid going on and he just yanks on my braid to like pull my head around and starts biting on my fucking neck. It was so hot. I well, loved was it. Was there ever a conversation about you being aggressive or, or I mean, how did that? No, we that both like? talked about it because he's, I mean, I, I think he's very open to the idea of kinky play and he would bottom or top. I think he's pretty That's well open to either one. Okay. And we've also talked about how, like, I don't feel like either of us are the dominant force in this relationship. Like, I could never see him as my dom. That would never be a thing for right. us. Right. We'd have to have kind of a switch energy going on because... He's not, he's just so fucking laid back that the idea of him truly topping me like consistently anyway just isn't there for me right. or for him. That's not his natural state. No, I get it. So it was kind of fun. It, this entire session, as you guys will hear, was kind of this push pull of like who's taking control, who's taking the reins. And that was so sexy and interesting and fun for me yeah. because I don't get to experience that with very many guys. Either I am 1000% the one leading the charge or they are. Or we will go back and forth, but not in the same play session. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. So it was really interesting and really sexy. So anyway, he yanks on my braid, starts like biting on my neck. And then we start making out again. I start biting on his lower lip. And that drove him fucking crazy. He was moaning just for me doing that. That's interesting. Which I found so sexy. And again, this is not a man who's like super verbal with me. He's he's more quiet. He's definitely a little bit more mysterious than some of the other guys that I play with. So, you know, to be able to see him kind of expressing himself and I, in my opinion, kind of getting lost in that play was very enticing to me. Now, I mean, it's a different level of play than you have experienced with him before. So naturally, I think there's going to be different reactions, you would think. So then he still has his pants on at this point. I'm like, can you please take your pants off? And he's like, sure. I'm surprised it lasted that long. <laughs> so he starts taking off his pants. And he also, I fucking love a man who wears sexy boxer briefs. I'm not talking just like the ones you get in a pack at fucking Target or on Amazon. These were silky. They were almost like that micromodal material. So they were super soft and they were like had this fun pattern on them. And to me, when men do that kind of stuff, it makes it feel like they're putting in thought too. It's not just, oh, I'm going to throw on a pair of underwear for the day and then go over to, you know, put clothes on top of it and then go fuck Brenna. I truly believed, and maybe this is just in my own mind, maybe he wears that every fucking day. I don't know. Probably. But to me, it was like he thought to himself, what are going to be the sexiest pair of underwear that I have to go play with Brenna? Yeah, I, I don't think that's a thing. No? I don't know. Of, don't ruin my fantasy, man. I don't know of many guys are like, I'm going to get out my sexy underwear. No, not a thing. Well, more not men so should. Why do men not do that? You know, for me, you know, I think of underwear kind of like garbage bags. I find them, well, <laughs> well, yeah, because you're buying garbage bags. For the, Are you calling your penis garbage? No, no, no. But you're buying garbage bags for the purpose of throwing them away, right? Like you're buying something, you know, you're throwing it out. For me, underwear, it's like, well, I'm already covered if I'm wearing pants. Why the fuck do I need to wear these things? Yeah, but, but that you know, logic is kind of flawed because you're obviously going to eventually throw away your underwear. It doesn't mean you don't want to look good when you're in your underwear in front of another person. Yeah, but again... Just because they're temporary. It's not like I'm running around in my fucking underwear. I don't even like underwear. I wear them only as a necessity, honestly, because <laughs> I'm old and I want my fucking balls dragging on the floor. You don't want your balls down to your knees. No, otherwise I wouldn't fucking wear them. I'm fucking wearing pants. You know, so, uh, yeah, like I said, I don't, I don't get it. So yeah, I'm not, look, I, I have, men's underwear are fucking expensive anyway. It's ridiculous what we have to pay for fucking underwear for good boxer briefs. Oh, I'm briefs. so sorry. Try so, buying a bra. Well, I don't need one yet. Uh, so <laughs> until I do, you know, till my tits are hanging to my knees, I don't need a fucking bra. It's like, you know, both my balls and my tits are going to be at my knees at some point. But right now I don't.
don't need them. So again, if your tits are down to your knees, we have a way bigger issue. Well, you know what I'm saying. It's not like I need a man's ear at this point. Right. So, but yeah, underwear are just, they're just a fucking hassle as far as I'm concerned. And I am not about to think, oh, I'll get my Snoopy underwear. She's going to like these. That's not happening. Well, nobody wants to see fucking Snoopy underwear. That's my point. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Listen, you don't know. How do you know? You if might a man find them... showed up wearing like Snoopy boxers, I'd be like, get your fucking pants on. You might find them interesting. What the fuck do I know? I would not. So, so what's on his underwear? Like fucking lightning bolts or some shit? Was, it was like on? a design. It was like a red and black design like a geometric pattern type thing i can't really even describe it it was almost like an optical illusion on his underwear it was fucking sexy and like i said they were so soft i was running my hands up and down his legs while he was taking his pants off and they just felt so good i mean it was sexy all right i guess i you know what i'm saying is essentially i can assure you he's likely not looking at his underwear drawer and he's going okay these are my play underwear and these are my Monday through Friday. Listen, I want to hear from some of our listeners because I'm sure there are men out there right now that are listening to this that specifically choose their underwear to be impressive for the person that are going, the people that are going to see them. uh, Listen, as far as I'm concerned, if I'm as far as guys are concerned, provided those underwear are clean, he's good to go. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) I don't. You I don't have see a it. higher bar. That's I, all I'm, I'm just telling you, I don't see it. I, I, I'm, eager, I'm eager to hear the. Their guys Why do women too. have to are expected to wear you know beautiful lingerie and max matching bra and panty sets? And I'm all not that expecting shit. you to do shit. First of all, let's not pretend that you wear underwear every day. Well, I'm not wearing them right now. To be my fair. point exactly. <laughs> so if you're not wearing like jeans, you don't have underwear on. <laughs> right. Who are you bullshit? Matching what? What's your bra <laughs> matching? It's not a fucking thing. Nude color bra to my nude color pussy, yeah, I guess. Yeah, absolutely not a thing. Yeah. <laughs> this so, conversation has gone so off the uh, You started it with the fucking underwear thing. Well, anyway, know. let's just get to him taking off the sexy underwear. Okay. So he takes them off. His cock is already rock fucking hard. And I haven't even touched it at this point, which I fucking love. There is something so sexy to me about that. I'm not shaming men that don't get hard fast, but the fact that he does get hard so quickly is such a turn on for me. Uh, listen, I, that depends entirely on what's going on, honestly. And and just how, how in the moment... You, uh, I am, for sure. example. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, depending on what's happening, you're going to get more aroused. Um, but that has a lot to do with your partner, which is why I like the consistency of my play partners because yeah. I'm fucking ready to rock and roll. Like, I'm, I'm into it. Yeah, you know what I mean? you're comfortable. Yeah. So you can just think about the hotness yeah yeah for sure i totally get that so anyway he's rock fucking hard takes off his underwear now he's standing there completely fucking naked i get down on my stomach and because of the way our bed is set up in the height of it basically on my stomach my head is right by his cock so it's like perfect cock sucking height and i start sucking it and he starts moaning like crazy and then i was like you know what i'm gonna test out really how aggressive this whole thing is going to get. So I started deep throating his cock at the same time that I'm squeezing both of his thighs with my hands. And he started moaning unlike I've ever heard a sound come out of his mouth before. It was this guttural animalistic just moaning sound and it was so fucking sexy and I stopped for a second And I remember looking up at him and him looking down at me. And it was like there was not a thought in his head at that moment. He was not, he wasn't smiling. He wasn't giggling. It was just like completely lost in the pleasure of me sucking his cock, which was very fucking sexy to me. And then I started running my nails up and down his thighs, like the side of his thighs, the inside of his thighs, the outside of his thighs, while I'm sucking his cock. Again, just he's being even more vocal, moaning even more. Then he starts talking dirty to me, which is not something that he's done a ton with me up to this point. Interesting. Very sexy. Like, yes, dig those nails in. That feels so good. Go deeper on that cock. I've missed this mouth. You have no idea. I think about the way you suck my cock all the time, which of course, you know, my fucking egotistical ass. I'm like, oh, I fucking love that. (laughs) Yeah, he has no idea how much he's feeding your ego. So then he says he wants to go down on me. And this is where things get really fucking intense. So I get on my back, he gets in between my legs, but he is biting my inner thighs from my knee all the way up to my pussy on both sides. He does it before he even starts touching my pussy, which was so fucking hot. He's like nibbling, nibbling. And then he gets, as he's getting closer to my pussy, he gets more intense with the biting, which, you know, fucking drives me insane. Oh my God. There's this spot. You know it. I don't know why I'm telling you this, but I guess I don't I'll tell know our listeners. That spot that's like a, like an inch away from my pussy on my thighs, if you bite that, it is the most 
erogenous part on my body minus maybe the spot right behind my ears. It drives me fucking insane. It feels like a lightning rod is going straight to my pussy when I'm bit Well, right especially there. after you've just had an orgasm. Oh That's where you're super sensitive. God, it drives me so insane. So he's doing that and he's teasing me and we're, you know, being silly with each other. I'm like, just lick my pussy already. And he's like, you're not in control right now. You're on your back. And I'm like, okay. And he's like, just be patient. And I'm like, I'm not patient. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't know you very well, does he's he? He's like, be patient or I'm going to turn you around and spank your ass. And I'm like, oh, that sounds so horrible. Yeah, not a threat at all. <laughs> So then he starts licking my pussy and I think it was the biting, you know, combined with the teasing. And again, all of this lead up from fucking Podbash and not fucking anyone there. I am not exaggerating when I tell you I came in probably 20 seconds. And when I came, it was fucking intense. Back arched up off the bed kind of intense, seeing stars kind of intense. My legs are already shaking from one orgasm. It was crazy. Well, you were pretty well built up. Oh my God, I was so fucking built up. So he wants to go back down and start licking my pussy again after I came. And I was like, no, I really, really need you to fuck me. So he gets a condom, he gets on top of me, enters into me. And what ensued from there was nothing short of complete chaos in the sexiest possible way. I mean, I am talking, we fucked in every fucking position. So he started on top of me. We're digging our nails into each other. I bit his ear at one point and he fucking loved it. He started biting my neck again, which I fucking loved. When I came, of course, I kind of, you know, um, contracted hard around his cock and he leans down and starts biting on my lip at the same time that I'm contracting. It was just so fucking sexy. I mean, it was just this constant back and forth and tit for tat of like aggression mixed with pleasure. And I wasn't really expecting that from him. So it was really fucking hot. Well, again, when you you have a different component, you know, you added a component to it, which was really more of that aggression. I mean, you started it essentially. Uh, and all he did was kind of follow suit and, and take your lead, uh, which always lends itself to some kind of uniqueness coming from it because you've never done it before. So then after we fuck like that for a little bit, he turns me onto my side. He doesn't even pull his cock out from me. He's still inside of me and basically flips me onto my side. I now have one leg straight on the bed and he's pulling my other leg up so that it's basically at a 90 degree angle straight up in the air and he's fucking me like that and it, of course that in that position you have a lot of access to my pussy so it's very yeah. easy to get very deep and he's a large man he's not like the most gigantic man i've ever been with but he's he's large and he's thick and it kind of hurt and at one point i was like wincing a little bit and he's like do you want me to back off and i was like i'll tell you if i want you to back off and he's like okay so from there he's just pounding into me he starts spanking one of my ass cheeks he's gripping onto my thigh like it's a fucking death grip i mean it was just so sexy and it was like verging on this just like carnal aggression yeah it sounds like it was super fucking hot oh god it was hot and then from there he flips me over so now i'm on my stomach and i go to like put a pillow underneath me so i can angle myself up and he's like no i want you flat on your stomach and i was like okay so i'm on my stomach he enters me from behind and he's spanking my ass one after the other and it's it's to the point where it's hard enough and consistent enough that I can just feel that amazing like ass glow where I know that my ass is just red because it's been spanked so much and I start to feel that heat kind of emanating off it. I remember at one point I kind of reached around and was touching my own ass cheek and it was just hot and I fucking love that feeling. Yeah, that's that fucking impact. <laughs> oh God, it's so hot. I love it. Even as I'm thinking about it right now, I'm like, oh my God, I wish I was back there doing that right now. So he's burying himself into me spanking me on both sides and then he tells me to kind of angle myself up so I do and then he starts choking me from the back while he's fucking me so he has one hand on my ass cheek kind of using that to push himself inside of me the other hand wrapped around my throat hmm. and this combination for me I don't know what it is it's like pressing all of the right buttons on my body but that choking from behind while I'm getting rammed. Well, you're in a completely submissive position. At I that point. think that's what it is. No, it's like completely. I am completely at somebody else's disposal. I don't yeah. have any decision making power. Of course I do. Yeah. But you know, for the role playing element of this, it's like I have no decision making powers. I am at his will. Yeah. And, and in a real scenario, whatever, that's a bad spot to be in. He so. can do whatever the fuck he wants to me, and I am fucking loving it. So I do think there's part of uh, something to that. It's like my mind just went to a com to a completely different space in that moment. Yeah. 
Yeah, for sure. I wasn't thinking about even being in our bedroom or having someone behind me. I was just so focused on how my body felt in that moment. And that was very sexy for me, especially off of, you know, an event like Podbash where you and I have so many different responsibilities and so many different things, moving parts and pieces that we have to be responsible for. I feel like that was the first time in weeks that I just got to completely shut off my brain. Yeah, for sure. There was a lot, a lot to be said for that. It was so sexy to me. And I think because of that, I had what I will describe as like two rolling orgasms. And it's been a long time since I've been able to experience that. I had one orgasm and it was really, really intense. My legs are shaking. It felt like it lasted, I mean, a long time. I, I think my orgasms typically last longer than the average. I think someone told me once the average female orgasm lasts like 30 seconds. This one was probably double that. Yeah. But what was so interesting is I have that orgasm and then it's maybe a 10 second break and I'm already having another orgasm and this one just felt like it was rolling through my entire body yeah no I get it it was so sexy and so just completely all consuming that's the best way that I can put it it was like nothing else in the entire world mattered in that moment besides this orgasm just rotating through my fucking body and I don't even know the sounds I was making all I know is after I had that second orgasm he bursts out laughing <laughs> I'm like what are you laughing at he's like that was so intense I'm like you're fucking telling me man. Oh, it's totally unexpected probably too. Oh, it was so hot. So then he's fucking me from behind still and we start just talking so dirty to each other because I know that he likes when I talk dirty. He really enjoys when I'm being vocal with him and I've learned that through past you know, play sessions that he and I've had together. So I'm like, well, I really want him to come at this point because this was probably a good straight hour of fucking, not even including the oral before. This was a long penetrative session. So, you know, by the time we reach this point, I'm like, I want him to fucking come. Not because I'm wanting it to finish, but because I've had so much pleasure that I now want him to experience right. that. So I started just talking so fucking dirty, raunchy as hell. I'm like, yes, fuck me right there. This is your pussy tonight. I love the way that cock enters me and just pushes inside of me. Just the dirtiest shit that I can come up with. I mean, some other things came out of my mouth that I'm probably not going to repeat on the podcast. Sure, you're not proud of them. Well, and the other thing is he has kind of a little bit of a breeding fantasy. He loves the idea of like coming inside of a woman. So, of course, he's wearing a condom. Right. But I start role playing with him of like he's going to fill me up with his cum i'm like i want to feel that cum hit me and i want to walk around with your cum inside of me and that sent him over the fucking edge he exploded it was the most crazy orgasm it felt like it lasted forever i can feel that cock just pulsating inside of me and he's just holding on to my ass and my hips on both sides to keep me completely still while he's continuing to just very lightly pump inside of me and have this orgasm and it finally ends and he basically collapses onto me. And I'm it's like, oh, so fucking hot. It was hot. And he kind of rolls off of me. He immediately goes and gets cleaned up in the bathroom. And I just continue to lay there. And he comes back and lays next to me. And he's like, that was fucking intense. And I'm like, yeah, it was. And he's like, what do you think changed? And I was like, you know, I think part of it was that we definitely got a little bit more aggressive with each other. We felt like we could express ourselves a little bit more in that way because we're now more comfortable with each other but then i also revealed to him that you know everything that happened like all of these makeout sessions all of this desire that i didn't really get to fulfill it just felt like i had this ball of you know fucking sexual energy inside of me that i couldn't release right and so it was almost like i was releasing all of it on him at the exact same time and he's like that is so fucking hot yeah it was a perfect storm right and, you know we had only just had sex the day before. I'll say this, when we, afterwards, after you got done playing with him and I came home, we had sex again. You fucking squirted all over the place. It was squirted super all over the bed. Fucking, it was crazy. So yeah, yeah you, you had about a week's worth built up, you know? <laughs> That's a lot for you. For me, it's a lot because, again, it's like even if I'm not necessarily playing always with other people, you and I fuck very consistently and I masturbate multiple times a day sometimes. Yeah. So, like, for me to not have any penetration for literally a week, that's a big deal. And yeah. to be able to just kind of unleash on him and allow him to unleash right back on me and to have all this reciprocal, aggressive, sexy energy between the two of us was really exciting. And I, I was, it's not that I'm not, I wasn't expecting it. I'm just, I wasn't entirely sure how it was going to play out with him 
because right. he is very kind of subdued. He's a much more, you know, quiet, mysterious man than a lot of people that I play with. So I didn't know how all of that was going to manifest itself. But the fact that it resulted in such a fucking erotic session between the two of us was very, very cool to me. Well, I imagine it was a nice fucking, you know, change and release for him. He obviously stepped outside of his comfort zone or at least... At, at this point with you, he stepped outside of his comfort zone. It was a different kind of play session and probably good for him too. Well, it's, he seemed to love it. I mean, he was beaming while we were laying next to each other and then he's getting dressed and he's like, please, because it was like three weeks in between when we'd seen each other again too, yeah. which I also think is part of it. What I found that is so interesting, one of the things that I love about the hot wife lifestyle, and I'm sure other hot wives listening can relate to this, is it almost doesn't matter how often I'm playing in general. If I haven't seen one specific person in a while it's like i miss or i crave what i have with that particular person that's right. why i love having regular play partners because it's like you know i know kind of what to expect with them or at least i know the energy exchange that's going to be happening and i know their style of play and i know their personality in the bedroom so even if i'm playing with three or four other people i still crave that about them specifically right it's like that uniqueness is exciting to me and the variety of it is also exciting for sure so anyway it was just a great play session we agreed immediately that we don't want to wait three weeks again in between play although now it's been almost two weeks again so hopefully i'll see him again soon and we can make something happen because i i feel like we're really starting to pick up momentum in our play which is fun that sounds like it anyway so if you guys want to hear a few more behind the scenes and also i think on the bonus episode this week i'm going to disclose some of the things that kate and i have been talking about doing together that i think after this play session are real possibilities based on our chemistry and kind of the aggression that we showed each other in this moment so i'm going to offer that as a bonus to our patreon members we do a weekly bonus episode for them we also have a new sex on your terms that is going to be coming out this week exclusively for our patreon members we had a really really interesting conversation about honesty and the right time to be 100% honest in the lifestyle and maybe when it's not so great to be 100% honest in the lifestyle. So if you want to hear all of that, uh, we offer that as a thank you to our Patreon members at patreon.com slash swingers. Our Patreon members are amazing to us. They sponsor us and the show and make it possible to do all the things that we do. So we super appreciate them for that. If you want to see the super triple X rated stuff, I actually just made some new content with a uh, fellow content creator that you guys have heard about on the show before. I'm very excited to release that and I have a lot of other plans for some very naughty content with some really hot men coming up and that can be found at OnlyFans.com slash Front Porch Swingers. If you would like to join us for a future event, we would love for you to fill out a membership application at members.frontporchswingers.com and honestly, even if you're not coming to an event in the very near future, you can go and fill out an application and just be on our list because then you're the first one that gets all of the information on when we're going to certain places and where we're going. There's also some events that are going to be coming up that are going to be exclusive to our existing members as a thank you for being members of our site. So again, that's members.frontporchswingers.com for all of that. What am I missing? That's it. Denver, 27 and 28 of this month. November 10th in Austin at Colette. Cannot fucking wait for that. And of course, uh, Saturday, December 2nd in fucking Portland at Club Pravada. The, literally the best club in the country, in my opinion. Cannot fucking wait. Oh, cannot wait either. So as always, thank you guys so much for listening. Thanks, everybody.